the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, it really doesn't take much effort to uh, kick aside the lack of logic on virtually every Democratic talking point. Case in point, a group of Democratic state lawmakers in the Ohio General Assembly are wasting the time of everyone in the General Assembly and not doing what those voters in Ohio were foolhardy enough to do, elect them to the General Assembly, by proposing a change to Ohio's Constitution that would give all Ohioans full control over reproductive health decisions. Translation, make abortion legal. They want that ingrained in the Ohio Constitution. Now I ask you, in a state that is solidly red... And in a state that has overwhelming veto-proof majorities in both the Senate and the House, sides of the Ohio General Assembly, what are the chances that this bill has the support of A, the electorate, or B, could ever get past a vote in either chamber to be enacted into law? They made a movie about it. Less than zero. That's the chance. But... It's easy to just say, well, they shouldn't do it because it's not going to pass. No, 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 no. It's easy to bat it aside because let me read you. Again, all you have to do is let them make their case. Let them make their case, and then you can just take about a half a nanosecond to expose the idiocy in their position. House Minority Whip Jessica Miranda says, Starting at the age of seven, I was sexually abused by a family member, and at age 15... I was raped by my best friend's older brother. I know firsthand what it is like to have control over your body ripped away from you. Now, let me say, I'm very empathetic that Jessica Miranda suffered this crime perpetrated against her. The people who did this should be in jail for a long, long time, never allowed to interact with anyone again. But she is portraying her personal story as justification for what? Abortion, unfettered abortion access throughout the state of Ohio. That is the case she's making, telling her personal story that she was abused by a family member at the age of seven and raped by the friend of her brother at the age of 15. Okay. She's giving that as justification to make abortion available to everyone in the state of Ohio, as if Should we not give abortion access unfettered to everyone in the state of Ohio, it will allow 
more circumstances like what happened to her to happen to other people. That is the case she's making. This happened to me. It was terrible, inarguably so. So we need this law to prevent this from happening to me. So I ask you, if we had the law she wants, would it prevent from happening to people what happened to her? Would it prevent sexual abuse of seven-year-old girls? No, it would not. Would it prevent friends of brothers raping the brother's sister at age 15? No, it would not. Let me look at it another way. If we don't get the law, let's say Jessica Miranda and her Democratic counterparts do not get this law. Will it not make criminal the criminal things that were done to her? Will it be legal, if we don't get this law she wants, will it be legal? Because this is the insinuation she's making. It will, there, if we don't get this law, then this will continue to happen. What happened to her was a crime by the family member. What happened to her was a crime by the 15-year-old who did it. If we don't get this unfettered abortion access, it will still be a crime to sexually abuse a 7-year-old girl. And it will still be a crime to rape a girl when she is 15 years old. There is nothing about the law she proposes that will prevent the things that happened to her or legalize the things that happened to her. Yet her justification for unfettered abortion access is to insinuate that it will eliminate this thing from happening again or it will, if we don't get it, legalize it happening again. Neither is true. Neither is true. It is a crime then, it is a crime now for that to happen. Access to abortion has nothing to do with it, had nothing to do with it then. By the way, I assume she's not, I assume her circumstances did not predate 1973 when abortion was put into practice by Roe versus Wade, right? Right? So if it happened when we had unfettered abortion access, explain to me how changing it and making unfettered abortion access will change anything. It will change nothing. So again, the position they offer, the justification they offer, has no connection to logic in any way, shape, or form. And the insinuations that they make are ones that you have to question and go, well, how will this fix the problem? How will this legalize? What you are insinuating will be legalized if you don't get what you want. Now, let me uh, let me address the latter part of her statement. Because I, I empathize with her. I really do. This is horrible. I have three daughters. If this happened to any of my three daughters, you'd have to... It would take every connection to God's grace that I could get not to hunt that person down and end their life. Her quote, I know firsthand what it is like to have control over your body ripped away from you. You know who else has that? Every aborted child. Every aborted child knows firsthand what it is like to have control over their body ripped away from them. Every single one. Every single one. And when abortion advocates talk about abortion... You know what they never talk about? Ever. They never talk about the child. Ever. 
They talk about themselves. That's what she's talking about here. They talk about some nebulous concept mislabeled like reproductive rights or women's health care. They never talk about the victim. Ever. They never bring it up. They deny its existence if they bring it up. So, again, this is so easy to kick aside their contentions, their misapplication of emotion and feeling. And again, as I say all the time, when people lie to you, they are lying to you for a reason. You would always prefer any thinking person would always prefer to win an argument with truth because truth is irrefutable. There is no argument against truth. They never argue from a truth position because the truth is not on their side. It is not on their side. Which brings me to... At best, a very dishonest, unintelligent person. And at worst, a liar. Her name is Amelia Robinson. She's the opinion and community engagement editor at the Columbus Dispatch. And she writes an editorial about the Buffalo shooting and how evil it is. Absolutely 100% correct. But of course, she can't confine her thoughts to the Buffalo shooting, they have to be extrapolated onto other things. She says, It is no wonder evil is being egged on by those pushing the narrative that there is a war on whiteness and that other kinds of people are bad based on who they love, the color of their skin, the language they speak, or how they worship. This is not the contention, Amelia Robinson, at all. The argument of Christian conservatives against the LGBTQ movement is not against the people. It is against the lifestyle. And why is it against the lifestyle? Because the lifestyle is damaging to the individual trapped in it. To the individual trapped in that lifestyle. Well, the hostage situation in Dayton continues. Shooting at 6 o'clock this morning. There's been a standoff for hours and hours and hours. And if you're north of Piqua on I-75 right now, you are in a jacked-up situation. Tractor-trailer crash and fire. Stay to the left. The issue is in the right lane. But if you're north of Piqua on I-75 headed to Toledo, uh, you're probably going to be sitting for a while. hate to tell you that. I don't like to sit in the middle of traffic. On a perfectly good day, although it's probably raining out there now. I haven't. I don't have an access to an outside window here, Alan. Do you have a weather report for me? No, I was just going to give you a helicopter from the Answer Weather Studios. <laughs> from the Answer Helicopter. No, no, right, no. I don't have. I don't have one either. <laughs> so uh, this is this is uh, Law Enforcement Appreciation Week, I do believe, and so you are encouraged to put a blue light on your porch to commemorate the tragic loss of life. We've lost nine Ohio police officers in the last year in the line of duty. Uh, The last one, Bluffton police officer, uh, Dominic Francis. Uh, I remember when this endeavor started a few years ago uh, in the aftermath of the um, 
horrifically tragic death on a Saturday morning of Westerville police officers Anthony Morelli and Eric Juring. And Westerville and all of central Ohio lit up blue uh, in response to that very, very tragic situation. So uh, I would highly encourage you to do that, to let our law enforcement officers know. I still see blue lights occasionally on people's porches. Uh, let our law enforcement officers know that uh, you appreciate them. And um, and they certainly merit your appreciation. Uh, my wife yesterday uh, said to me that, uh, boy, I was doing a workout today and I got so upset. And I'm like, why? She's like, the view was on TV. And I had to ask the person who worked at the health club, could you turn that off, please? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if this was the clip, but this is the um, completely uh, wrongly named Sonny Hostin on The View yesterday. And if you look at all the studies, the Republican Party has moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. There's a Pew Research um, Center analysis that finds that on average, Democrats and Republicans are farther apart ideologically today than at any time in the past 50 years. And that ideological divide breaks down to the Republican Party being an extremist party and the, the Democratic Party actually moving more to the center. But isn't- okay. Let's examine the factual nature of Sonny Hostin's comment there. Um, Pew Research, she cites. Now, did you notice she cited Pew Research and then spewed a bunch of uh, Pew, and I mean stinky, nonsense that you might think Pew, the research firm, actually says, which they did not say. All Pew Research said is that Democrats and Republicans are more ideologically divided today than they ever have been. That's inarguably true. That's inarguably true. But then she added her Sonny Hostin spin on it because, as she said, Republicans have moved farther to the right than Democrats have moved to the left. Okay, well, let's examine. Uh, On abortion, have Republicans moved to the right or have Democrats moved to the left? Remember during the Clinton years when Hillary and Billary said that abortion was supposed to be safe, legal, and what was that last word? Rare. Rare. Uh, would abortion be rare if it's allowed unrestricted at all points in a pregnancy? Uh, I wish I had a bell. I would ding that as one for the Democrats moving left. Republicans have always been anti-abortion. We're still anti-abortion. We haven't moved. We haven't moved. Okay. We've always been of the opinion that a baby is a baby from the moment of conception. We have not moved. On immigration, on immigration, have Republicans moved farther to the right on immigration than Democrats have moved to the left? Democrats, in the aftermath of 9-11, were all aboard the Patriot Act and making sure that our borders were secure. And we vetted everyone coming into our country so we could prevent another terrorist attack. Let's see. Is the current position on abortion by the Biden administration uh, fall in line with that Democratic position on abortion or on immigration in uh, the fall of 2001? Or would it be just a teensy bit more left, more radical, more liberal 
to allow an open border where everyone can come in. They don't even have to be tested for COVID. Uh, there we go. That's two for the Democrats. Thank you very much, Alan. Uh, what else? What else can we go to? Schools. Let's go to schools. Shall we go to schools? Uh, parents input in children's education. Uh, believe it was Terry McAuliffe, Democratic gubernatorial candidate, Virginia. I don't think parents should be saying what teachers ought to teach. That's a pretty new position, as I can tell you that that did not used to be the position of the Democratic Party, but it is unquestionably the position of the Democratic Party. I think that's another solid lean left for the Democrats. And let's see. Uh, Remember when all Democrats wanted in the way of uh, LGB issues? Remember before there was T and Q plus? Remember when it was LGB issues? It used to just be called gay, gay rights. That was all it was. It was gay rights. Then we got to LGB issues. Then we got to LGBT issues. Then we got to LGBTQ issues. Then we got to LGBTQ plus issues. We wanted domestic partner benefits. It's all we want. Domestic partner benefits. Give me domestic partner benefits. No, 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 no. We don't want same-sex marriage. We do not want same-sex marriage. Okay, well, we do want same-sex marriage, but that'll be the end of that. Once we get same-sex marriage, that'll be the end of that. Uh, Now we got same-sex marriage. Okay, well, you got to recognize the transgender people because they're trapped in gender dysphoria and you got to recognize them. And now you got to let them use whatever bathroom they want to use, even if it creeps you out because you have a young daughter and she's going into a Target bathroom and there is a full-grown male creeper in there. No, that would be hateful, bigoted, transphobic of you. Let's see. Have Republicans moved farther to the right on those kinds of issues, or have Democrats moved further to the left? Judges say? Ah, yes. Uh, There is another instance. Uh, There is nothing, nothing in our discussions today that Democrats have moved six inches to the right on. Not one thing. And really, honestly, Republicans haven't moved six inches to the right on very many things. Well, they've moved more than six inches to the right on gay rights. There are a lot of people on the Republican side now who are fine with gay rights. Donald Trump was fine with gay marriage. David McCormick in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, they have what would unquestionably be on issues like that. They have unquestionably adopted positions that would have been only Democratic positions in the mid-2010s. So, I talk about these things so that you'll be informed, intelligent, and able to discuss them reasonably, calmly, dispassionately, because truth wins. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.